your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Tuesday, November 30th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. So Florida Panther fans, today is game day. The Florida Panthers will be taking on the Washington Capitals tonight at the FLA Live Arena. So for this specific episode and also other episodes for the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, every time I bring in a media member in the Florida Panthers sphere, this is going to be more of a wellness check based on where the Florida Panthers are at this moment in time. And for this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast as a wellness check for this Florida Panthers team, I got Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. Jamison, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Love to be here. This was my second or third appearance. I don't know, but I, I love being on the show. This is your uh, second appearance uh, on yeah. the show. So great, great to have you here. Uh, when this uh, show uh, drops uh, um, on the 30th, it'll be the last day of the month. Uh, the Tonight is the November night at FLA Live Arena mm-hmm. and people can't see it on the Zoom, but this is, my, this is what it looks like on the last day for me. So maybe I'll take a screenshot and post it on the- I, I can't do it. My, my facial hair like hits a wall at a certain point. And for some reason it just doesn't get longer or better. It just gets sketchier. I just can't grow like adult man, good facial hair. And I'm you know 33 years old. Yeah, I, I gave it a try and it's like, okay. Uh, I, I know, I know what I'm capable of, but it's better. It looks better <laughs> definitely, uh, than last year. So, uh, Jameson with you being on the show and with now us being at the quarter point of the season, as far as an overview of you, where the Florida Panthers are at this point of the season, based on where we thought preseason and going forward i want to give you the floor for at least a minute or two or how long you want to take Mm -hmm. on what your overall thoughts are on the florida panthers at this point in the season i think they're in a great spot obviously you know uh, a little bit more rough seas recently than there was at the beginning but you're not going to win them all but that start was absolutely incredible the start at home was incredible you know 11 straight wins you know historic there tying the yeah, the Blackhawks of old with that record. So that's pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, looking at the record, you know, they're, they're um, 14, four and three right now. I think anyone would have taken that, you know, right before the season started at this point in the season. 
Um, we always knew they were going to be in a tough division. The Atlantic, you know, the Maple Leafs are surging. The Lightning or the Lightning uh, looks like the Bruins maybe have taken a step back a bit, which helps. But overall, you know, it's going to be a dogfight between those three teams this entire season for the Atlantic division. But regardless, the Panthers, they look like a contender. They look like a playoff team. Uh, we see the depth. Obviously, the depth's being tested a lot right now with all the injuries. Um, and that's kind of been, you know, the rough part here lately is losing Alexander Barkov, although, you know, he is back at practice. He skated today for a long time, looked good in my opinion, obviously still, you know, week to week still considered, you know, we don't know what that means. We don't know when he's coming back, but regardless with how bad that injury looked, he's already on the ice practicing. That's a great sign, but you know, even missing Duclair for a couple of games, he looks like he's coming back soon, but you know, obviously he was missed the games. He was out, uh, Forslings week to week. That's going to hurt. Somebody has got to step up there. Matt Kirsten just got called up. Um, you know, he, he's coming into his second season here in the pros after playing a little bit with the Panthers after coming out of college last season. Can he be the guy to kind of grasp that spot? Because I think that's kind of the one thing the Panthers are waiting for right now is for someone to grasp that final defenseman spot. You know, Kevin Kanaan, I think, looked pretty good there. Lucas Carlson's looked pretty good there. Uh, but they're waiting for someone just to, you know, really take it and run with it. Um, and they have a lot of young guys down in Charlotte that maybe could be that guy. And Kirsten's getting the look right now. But now they went from needing one to needing two because Forsling's going to be out for a bit. So that definitely hurts. But overall, you know, this record, this is kind of weathering the storm right now for these guys. They've had a great start. Now they just got to get through this time with some injuries, missing some guys, and then I think they'll be fine. But I think so far, the biggest storyline of the entire season to me has been Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, he's been absolutely spectacular. You know, uh, the, the record speaks for itself. He's gotten Panthers points in every single one of his starts except one. He's allowed, you know, two or fewer goals in most of those starts. Um, he's been, in my mind right now, one of the top three goaltenders in the league. If the league, you know, if the season ended today, He's a Vesna finalist. He's been that good. Obviously, Spencer Knight's been great behind him as well. We had that 45 save, 45 save game a couple starts ago. You know, but he's only 20 years old. There's going to be some bumps in the road for him, like any young goaltender. But, you know, the potential's there. He looks great. He can definitely carry part of that load this season. But Bobrovsky, if he plays this way the entire season, the Panthers, you know, that changes the complexion of this entire team because, you know, it not only helps them now, it not only helps them get these wins in the regular season, but if you have that level of Bobrovsky in the playoffs – you're going to win most seven game series. So uh, Bob's kind of resurgence, the Babasans or whatever we want to call it. Uh, it's been, it's been amazing. And I'm really happy for him. He puts in all the work. He never stopped putting in the work, but for just some reason, he just turned the corner of the season. He got back on track and uh, you know, Doug and I talk about it all the time on our podcast. Uh, we're at the point in the season now where, you know, at the quarter mark, it's not a good start anymore. It's not a good stretch. Bob's just having a good season. And that's the biggest thing for the Panthers right now. And one thing that my network uh, talks about locked on NHL and something that the athletic I've heard the athletic talk about much is American Thanksgiving is that mark where you really know who a team is, who's in, who's out, who's in the driver's seat, who's not, who's on the knocking on the doorstep and the Panthers were before their recent back-to-back -back losses, they were at the top of the NHL. I stay up for that um Kraken uh Hurricanes game and it, I, I said if if they lose they're if the Canes lost this team is the top of the NHL and it was a great it was a great feeling being that of course they got a bump on the road after but you mentioned Sergey Bobrovsky um of course you're in the building every day uh to seeing this team seeing this team when when I went down there on Saturday um mm -hmm. and we were and right after the press conference after Andrew Burnett spoke to us and Walking back up to the press box, I saw I spotted Sergey Bobrovsky in the in the weight in the weight room just on the treadmill on the yeah. Um, yeah still working even though he didn't start uh, that that night against the Seattle Kraken. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this guy really puts in the work. We knew what this guy put in when it came to the work when he was on social media, and that's another thing. He taking the social media off. I think that was huge. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. That would that would help any of us taking a break from social media, oh, yeah. but especially especially if you're a goaltender, that's got to help because people are just people are pretty wild out there. They're passionate, which is great, but at the same time, there's a lot of people out there that are pretty wild, especially on social media. So I think that's been huge for Bob. And you talk about the work. Obviously, he's already he's on the ice before practice, about 30 minutes early every practice. But even the practices were games the next day that he knows he's not starting. He's still the first goalie out there getting prepared. He just does not deviate from the routine or the process. I don't think he has cheat days. I don't think he has any bad habits off the ice. I think he's just so locked into his routine throughout the season. I, I literally don't think he takes any like legitimate days off. Probably some days of lighter work, but legitimate days off. I would not be surprised if he like just doesn't take them. He's that locked in. Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned uh, was Barkov being on the ice last week. He was on an optional morning skate. Uh, mm. He was he was on the ice, and Andrew Burnett apparently didn't know until he was mentioned to it by reporters. He um, I forget who it was who tweeted it was that he logged from nine thirty a.m. yesterday to eleven oh five a.m. Oh, that was me. That was a small yeah. yeah. That was a uh, practice. Yeah. 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 So uh, nine thirty a.m. to eleven oh five. I saw that. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work. And to mm-hmm. try to get your feet moving, to try to get your routine in, and one step closer. And with the the, it's it's been crazy a little bit with the transactions lately. The last few days with Hepponiemi coming back up. Uh, not being on the ice, even in warmups, then being sent back down. I asked, I asked myself, I, okay, did his plane even leave to come here and then back up? <laughs> you, the, got, you got You got to have the bodies. So you got to tell yeah. the precautionaries. You got to yes. have people ready to go. Correct. Absolutely. And of course he was one of the extras coming in. So that kind of told me, okay, is, uh, is Barkov, even though he was retroactive on IR, is he closer to coming back? And then, okay, nope. So then uh, it looked like that Duke was going to, uh, or maybe Duke is going to play, but now it looks like that he's going to, he's on track to be playing Thursday or Saturday, on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. And I want to ask you about uh, Gus Forsling. Um, I, right before we came on, I watched the end of that cracking game for a third time. I, that's the third time I've watched the third period um, since. <laughs> why since would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Here, here's why. Here's why. I, I wanted that. I wanted to watch that recap because, of course, it's different in person um, mm-hmm. for for the second time. Uh, that's that before I did the show. The third time was to see when Gus Forsling got hurt, and nowhere in that did I see his last shift, his very last shift. The very third time that I saw it was after an icing call, and then he got off the ice. So now, Gus Forsling has been uh, placed on on IR from your vantage point, when you were watching uh, Gus Forsling on Saturday, did you see any discomfort, discomfort uh, for Forsling uh, throughout the, throughout the end of the third period that might've caused uh, or caused like some kind of injury that might've put him on IR that from your vantage point? I don't know if someone was, someone was saying, I don't know if it's when he blocked a shot or if someone fell like on a kind of on his leg during one of the scrums, but I think it, you know, it is lower body. So it has something to do with his legs, but I didn't see anything in particular. I didn't see him, you know, have that moment where you see a guy is injured and you see, he just says, okay, I'm done. I can't, I can't fight through this and goes to the locker room. He didn't really have that moment. And Andrew Burnett said, you know, it happened in the third period. He had about five or six shifts and he just was like, I can't do this, but we just didn't see him like go to locker room. He just kind of just didn't, you know, just didn't finish the game the way he usually does. So, um, maybe that's good news. The fact that it wasn't one of those immediate, you know, I'm hurt. I got to go injuries, but it is week to week. Uh, which, you know, makes me think at least, you know, probably a couple of weeks for him. So once again, that's a big, that's a big void right there. Cause that's, that's your one of your three, four defensemen right there. Um, so, you know, like I said, at practice today, Kirsten was in that spot with Gudis. Will he be there in the game uh, against the Capitals? We'll see, but that's a great opportunity. 
Mm-hmm. So now that means that Montour is likely to be shifted up to the top four more more than likely. And uh, and I was saying that there's probably going to be more emphasis on the minutes as the time on ice more for the top four um, based on, of course, the, um, Matt Kirstead hasn't played too much since uh, signing, um, signing with um, the Panthers. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll get an additional 8 Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com. Keyword NHL. I want to get your thoughts on... Olio Levy, a guy that the mm-hmm. Florida Panthers traded uh, Noel Juleson and Yuho Lamico for right before the season started. He did go on IR um, after a conditioning stint in Charlotte. He's back day to day, may go to Charlotte again for another conditioning stint. What have you seen out of Yo Levy um, as he's getting a fresh start with uh, this franchise? He hasn't really had a chance to like get the fresh start going yet because he arrived, you know, uh, wasn't able to play, was injured. Like you said, went down to Charlotte got injured again. And now it looks like Andrew Burnett said, uh, you know, after practice that it looks like he's getting close to another conditioning stint. And then possibly after that, he'll be ready to go. But I love his pre NHL tape. I loved him in juniors. I loved him in his draft year. I thought he was going to be an explosive defenseman, a high scoring offensive defenseman. That's also, you know, responsible in his own zone. So he has the resume up until his time in the NHL since then, of course, ups and downs, but I still think there's a lot more highs than lows with his career, but he just needs to get out there. He just needs a chance to, you know, lock in and prove he can do it. So, you know, if Forsling's out a couple of weeks, if Yul Levy can get that conditioning stint soon, get on the ice and, you know, before he returns, he might get a couple of games and to maybe say, you know, this is what I can do. This is who I am. And I think we're all dying to see that. We just want to see it. But regardless, overall, even though he hasn't played yet, I still like the move for the Panthers because you still, I, I like taking those risks. I like moving two pieces that, you know, you can replace. You know, I loved, you know, Yuho as a person, great dude. Noah Juleson, great dude. But both those guys you already have internal replacements for. Let's see if this reclamation project can turn into a top four defenseman or even, you know, just a guy that can play in your top six. So uh, for the Panthers, I do love the move. I love that Bill Zito makes moves like that. And I think we will eventually see Oli Olevi, and I hope it's sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And, and and you talked about you you talked about taking risk and making moves and that was a move that uh bill zito made when he picked up uh gus forsling on waivers from carolina and look well, that was a no him. risk move that's the best that part. was no risk yeah <laughs> and that that's a that's the that's the you took a waiver on somebody and say hey and now um as uh, last time i checked i think he's second in defenseman in assist or yeah or probably second on the, second on the team overall in assist too mm-hmm. so yeah that's the one thing that the florida panthers are um the, definitely going to miss uh during his time um marcus nudavara um there was an update on um nudavara um he might be back at some point this season but it's looking highly uh um it doesn't seem optimistic based on what um, 
Andrew Burnett talked about uh, today. Um, what about Marcus Nudevara? Yeah, that one hurts. Obviously, we don't really know what's going on there specifically with the injury, but that's a guy that I really liked, especially towards the end of last season when he was playing with Brandon Montour. I think if he was healthy in the lineup, he'd be a great contributor for this team right now, but he just can't get in there. That's just a really string of bad luck for him. And to hear from Brunette today, because he, he's a guy that you know has been out for a bit, but we always thought maybe kind of week to week, maybe we'll see him back on the ice at any random time during a practice. But with the update today, it sounds like it's going to be a while. So that's tough to hear. You know, hopefully he does come back later in the season and can be a contributor on this team. I, you know, can take one of those defensive spots and can kind of be the player that we've seen him be. Um, but I, in my mind, I kind of just put him in that Nola Chari section of my brain where I say, I'm just, I should, I just, I can't think about this guy. I'll be excited when he comes back, but every day I can't be like, is today the day? Is today the day? Because it's going to be a while. So mm-hmm. uh, for, for the Panthers, they'd love to have him, but that's just another guy. And I feel like half of practice today was us just going down the injured list. Cause I mean, Mason Marchman's another guy week to week. Um, we just go through all these guys and, uh, for the Panthers, it's, it's showcasing their depth, but it's also a big test. Yeah. And last time I saw a picture of Nolachari on Halloween, what he was in a sling. So it's, it's going to be a little bit, uh, for him to come back. So let's talk about, let's talk about a little bit about the lineup that the Florida Panthers do have mm-hmm. right now. It's basically the second line shifted up the third line shifted up for the most part. And of course, no, Alexander Barkov there, your, your captain, somebody that I said on yesterday's episode that this is, it, it really proved, I, I, I said that the Florida Panthers can survive this in the short term, not the long term, but what, what have you seen differently as far as the leadership on the ice of, and also based on seeing the play lately and say, man, this would have been an opportunity for to have the captain to like change the game what what have you seen has there been a specific moment that you saw in the in this last week not necessarily a specific moment because i think all the lines are still doing a pretty good job the panthers possession numbers for the most part are all still very good they're still generating chances um we saw that one game you know the overtime winner with that glad that game sam bennett had a great game that game that was kind of his like i'm the one see this game i'm taking over he did a ton of good things you know getting the game time goal in the power play then you know helping out winning big face-offs in overtime. I thought he really kind of showcased and kind of helped fill the void there. Um, Anton Lindell has been still been doing a great job defensively. Uh, he just, you know, I, I think the pendulum's going to swing back here, you know, for him pretty quick and the goals will start coming for him again, especially if he keeps kind of holding down that second line center spot. But overall, there's a million times during each and every game, you could say, man, I wish Barkov was on the ice right now because he is that one singular player with his position, with his two-way play, where he can change the momentum of a game just by himself in one shift. So, um, there really isn't one specific moment. You could look at it, entire games. Imagine all these you know, recent losses for the Panthers and saying, okay, but imagine if Barkov played 20 minutes in this game. And usually the result's probably going to be pretty different, especially in the close one. So um, very missed. But like we said, it, it looks like he'll be back sooner rather than later, which is a great sign, you know, given how that injury looked. But uh, for the Panthers, they, they're still humming along. You know, it's been tough, but they're humming along. I think Duke, obviously, just going from Bark- losing Barkov to also losing Duclair the last two games, that was really tough because Duke's been so hot. But if he comes back soon and Barky comes back not too soon after that, or not too long after that, should I say, I think they'll be in a fine spot. But I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with how, what, the, you know, what they've done without Barkov. Because in years past, if they lose Barkov, it's, it's oh, geez, how are we going to win any of these games? But now it's, you know, it's, they're just going to be harder, you know? Mm-hmm. For, for sure. And I was also talking about um, how, I was, and I was looking up the, power play time on ice the last two games because um Owen Tippett was getting extended time on the power play 
in yesterday's uh, practice. So I was looking, um, it was a little split between the first and second unit on Friday against Washington. Saturday, they only had one power play where Owen Tippett was mostly on that uh, top power play unit the, the, in, on the second night of that back-to-back. But now he got more extensive time on, the, on, the, on power play one. Mm-hmm. Um, what, and I'm expecting that he's going to be on the right side on near the, near the faceoff circle, because he has just a beautiful shot. He can create, um, he, he's really great at creating that. Um, what, what'd you see at practice when, when he got, uh, ex- extended, um, power play time, uh, yesterday? Um, well, he's, it looks like he's getting an opportunity, especially as long as Duclair is out. So we did see Duclair you know, on the top power play unit for a bit with Barkov out, but now that he's out as well, Tippett's getting a look there. He did in the last game against the Kraken. Um, and I think obviously he's got an all world shot. It's just, can he get it off on the power play? Can the Panthers get him the puck? And if that works out and they can finally kind of create that singular option, I think it, they'd really benefit from it. And they, they spent a lot of time working on the power play at practice. It's really kind of been the only I'd say a real kind of, ah, we need to really work on that part of the season. Everything else, there's been ups and downs, mostly ups. Everything else has looked really good for the most part. But the power play is kind of the one thing coaches have talked about, players have talked about. The one area they say, we're definitely better than this. We need to figure this out. And it's been different. And I, I think you look at the weapons they have. And for a long time, we say, you know, there's so many different looks there. They can get you from any different way. But Sometimes you find success by having that just primary option and then working off of that. I mean, we saw in years past when Mike Hoffman was the primary option years, years ago when Jason Garrison's, you know, point point slap shots were the primary option where this time around, it seems like they really don't have that singular guy they're trying to get it to. And then kind of working off that where, you know, at some ways when you have one guy, it makes you predictable and teams can kind of plan around that. But at the same time, it also can help. I mean, look at, Ovechkin of the Capitals. Ovi's been the number one option on that power play for years, and he still still gets goals, and they still have a great power play every single year. Um, so for a bit, it looked like Barkov was kind of be that guy. He really started firing that one-timer. He said he worked in the offseason with, with Patrick Laine back home, and it seemed like that shot was really becoming something special. Um, and, of course, you know, the past couple of years, Aaron Ekblad's one-timer from the circles, you know, really been a weapon, but now he's kind of more running the point, being the distributor. So I think if Owen Tippett can maybe become that guy that sets up in the circle – and they just try to feed him the puck for shots. And whether it's actually getting goals, generating rebounds, generating tips, just something to constantly keep the action heading towards the net. That's what they need to do. And maybe Owen Tippett's that guy. So it's a good opportunity for him. Absolutely. And, and um, this Florida Panthers team is still in the top five in goals for and go- goals against when it comes to uh, the league. I mean, power play, they're in the in the teens, in the bottom teens. A power play percentage is 18th penalty kill is 20th and the fact that this team is so great even strength of what they do the the power play has gotta get going at some point you yeah like, it's de- I, it definitely will they ha- they have all the pieces yeah so that's what that's what i i, I definitely believe that if once they kind of get that going and kind of create a little bit momentum then we're really going to see how lethal this team can be so a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, and like I said, I think that's the benefit of the primary option a little bit. That's why I'm a fan of kind of getting back to having that, that, that one a option and then kind of working off that, because when you do, even as an opposing team, when it, when a, a power play comes on and you say, okay, power plays coming out, we got to watch that guy. I think that's even mental. I think that helps a team having that one kind of boogeyman on the power play to be like, just don't let that guy get a shot. I think that helps everyone out there. It's the holiday season. And we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than 
all the great food and betting. BetOnline has you covered with all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than better before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of the sports action this holiday season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino game. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this holiday season. Um, a few more questions, and um, they're related to a few uh, players who are playing on the bottom six. Ryan Longberg. My favorite, my favorite area, my, the bottom six. I love the bottom okay, six. Okay, cool. I'm a bottom six guy. I've always been. All right. So first one is about Ryan Lomberg. Um, I've been to, uh, in person, I've been to uh, two home games uh, th- this season for the Panthers. Of course, you're all of them. Uh, and for now that Ryan, and every time I see Ryan Lomberg go on a rush, I get a little bit excited, but I can't always tell from the television angle of how, the crowd reacts based on the the television. And I kind of saw it a little bit on um, Saturday when, when he was going on a few bit of rushes and I was thinking to myself, is this a matter of who Ryan Lomberg, the player is, is this a little bit of an excitement of him getting an extension based on, based on how Ryan Lomberg's energy throughout the, the this team of what he brings is this is this always a constant based on the excitement of like how the crowd feeds off every time he um he goes on a bit of a rush to for an opportunity i don't know any fans that don't love ryan lomberg and i'm sure mm. you see the same on, on twitter and uh, i don't know any panthers players that don't love ryan lomberg i don't i don't know any coaches that don't love ryan lomberg everyone loves ryan lomberg and bill Zidi even said when the team hired you know when the team signed ryan lomberg in 2020 that everyone's gonna love this guy and here we are now, you know, and everyone does. And he's got that great two-year contract extension, well-deserved. Um, and you mentioned it. He flies out there. He's deceptively fast. Um, he really does a great job on the forecheck. On the penalty kill now, he's getting a look. And he's doing a great job actually generating chances the other way. He hit a post the other day, almost got a shorty. Um, and I think with him, it's just all energy. It's all hard. It's all energy. It's speed. It's forechecking. Um, he's just really brings that. And that's what you need in the bottom six. You need those people to kind of make life hell on the opposition. And he does that. He also is a great agitator. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. He's always in scraps. He's defending his teammates. I think that fight he had against the cracking was, I think the loudest cheer in the building the entire night fans loved it. They loved the hair flip. And I think obviously in a market like this, it really helps to have a guy like Lamborghini guys. You can just go by Nick Dams guys that people can see and see the hair and see the facial hair and see the hits and say, Oh yeah, that's Panthers hockey. He's an identifiable guy. And I think that really helps kind of elevate his star status as well. But I think fans just appreciate guys that they can see the effort because with Lombie, you see him, like you see the steam coming off him. You see his legs work and you see the effort a hundred percent every single shift. And I think the thing is some of players out there are so good that sometimes everything they do looks effortless. Whereas Lombie, you see the effort every single, you know, this guy works for every single thing he has or even though every single person on the ice is doing that, he just, it just visibly, you see that with Lombie with how hard he works out there and with how the, how just the motor keeps on going. So uh, what that's been a great find for the Panthers, you know, a big part of the bottom six, uh, a great deal locking him up for two more years. And I just excited because he's already kind of folk hero status after that overtime goal against the lightning last year in the playoffs. And now he just gets a chance to, you know, keep building on that and becoming more of a fan favorite here in South Florida. 
Absolutely. And he's definitely a guy that it's just hard to hate. It's, it's hard to hate him. Well, unless person. you're on the opposing team, everyone hates him. Of course. <laughs> Which is great. It's what we want. He kind of like Radko Gudis, except Gudis is the defenseman. So yeah, kind of, I, I definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Second bottom six player that I want to talk about. Uh, you had a bit of a Q&A uh, mm-hmm. with uh, E2 Lusterainen on FloridaPanthers.com just 11 days ago um, before uh, this episode drops. Um, what that's one player that's I'm very, very impressed with his growth. Uh, didn't really play much of the second half of uh last season. You talked about um, you talked about really him uh playing on lines with uh Patrick Hornquist um and seeing the veteran presence um there. What what did you take out of uh that that one on one with uh E2 Lusterine and on and the season that he's having right now? Well, we forget he's still a young guy. It just seems like he's been around for a bit because he came over that Trotrek trade and he's played a couple of seasons, but he's still very young. I think he's, last I checked, maybe 22, 23, I think 22 years old, still kind of getting his feet wet in the league. Uh, like you said, started really hot last season and kind of lost his spot in the lineup. Now here we are this season starting hot again, really kind of locking down that fourth line center spot. Some huge goals, some game-winning goals this season. Um, love what he brings to the ice. And I love that entire fourth line with Lomberg, Lusterina, and Hornquist. I think they all do a little something different. I think it's a really good combo. But for, for Ed2 in particular, it's just about, and I've talked to you know Andrew Burnett about this, It's we, we've seen how good he is when he's on. It's just... Okay, you got it. Stay now. Stay in that spot. Stay in that zone. Not everyone's going to be on all the time, but when he's on, they're just trying to kind of elongate those stretches. And when he does become the player that can, you know, play at the level we've seen him play at for you know the majority of the time, he's going to be an everyday NHLer. He's going to be a great player, and he's going to have a long career. But of course, we're seeing you know the seeds of that right now. He's had a great start, and a guy that you know you know Brunette said as much. He's confident putting him out there in any situation against any guy, and to have a guy like that on your fourth line just uh, it's, a, it's a huge asset. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And. And he likes esports, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> he likes he likes watching Call of Duty and Counter-Strike streams, which is always a bonus. That, that That's cool. Didn't fun fun fact about uh, E2 Lusterainen. Um, One player that has been kind of moved around in the lineup that has had a little bit of a hard time getting kind of a group. He did score a goal. Uh, the other night um, in Washington um, is Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart, after being traded from Buffalo for a first round pick in the 2022 draft, no no first nor second for the Florida Panthers in the coming draft. Um, but I, I I believe that Reinhart will get get it going, especially especially when Barkov comes back and he has a solidified spot in the lineup and he stays. At that spot, what have you seen in with uh, Sam Reinhart um, this season and uh, kind of the inconsistencies with him um, as well? It's just been a transitional period for him. And let's not forget when he was at his best last season in Buffalo, he was playing center. Now he's here. He's back on the wing. So that's an adjustment. New line mates, new team, new system, new everything. But even with that being said, I mean, he still put up some pretty good numbers, especially considering he's been getting mostly, you know, second, third line minutes. Um, he's only just recently back on the first power play unit. Um, but all the underlying numbers say he's doing a good job and say he's getting close. So you combine that with the eye test. And of course, like you said, I'm at, I'm at every single game up there in the press box. And I do like the chances he's helping generate. I do like the looks he's getting. It seems like he's just going wide or getting stopped on a lot of high danger chances, a lot of stuff right around the net. So he's another one of those guys where I think once the floodgates open, you know, the goals are just going to start to flow. Um, but overall, he, he's also been great in the defensive zone, which really helps. He's a great two-way player for the Panthers. So even on nights where he's not on the score sheet, he's contributing. 
but that being said, he's going to be a guy that is going to start contributing a lot on the score sheet. Like you said, once he does get that solidified spot, once things kind of start do falling in his favor. Um, but yeah, I'm still a big fan of Sam Reinhardt. And I think he's doing a lot of great thing, uh, great things here with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So Florida Panthers gave up a first. Speaking, for- speaking of which, I, I didn't even, I didn't think I'm jumping back in I, I, the Buffalo revenge games coming up on, uh, yeah, on, on Thursday. Thursday. Vermontor mm-hmm. as well. First game for both those guys. So you know what? Pencil me in for a, for a Sam Reinhardt goal against the Sabres there on Thursday. Noted Jameson Olive on, on <laughs> Locked On Panthers, uh, noting that. Calling my shot. I'm calling your shot right now. Maybe, maybe you'll say it on, uh, maybe you'll say it on the next episode of Territory Talk as well. Maybe a sneak peek <laughs> for that. Maybe. I, I'm, 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 Doug and I both struggled in our points prediction game this week. So we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. So. The Florida Panthers traded a first for a guy named Sam Reinhart. Then previously they traded a second in the previous trade deadline for a guy named Sam Bennett. I was saving this question for you all offseason, Jameson, because I know mm-hmm. I know you are a big fan of the theme parks here in yes. or in Orlando. So I I have this question for you. Does Bill Zito like green eggs and ham? Does he like green eggs and ham? Because of Sam, I am. You know what? <laughs> I, I would say yes. I'll ask him someday, but I can totally see yes. But I do love I do love just gathering Sams. I want a team of all Sams. And I'd actually, I feel like if you did around the league a team of players just named Sam or Sammy, because they get guys like Vatnin in there, I feel like you'd actually build a full decent roster of just players named Sam. Imagine if uh, Monty was still in the mix. Uh, after yeah, you got Sam, are you throwing Samuels. Maybe you can even count players with the last name Samuel Sin stretch it a bit there you could definitely get a whole great team there but um you, you mentioned theme parks and stuff and I, i've been dying to get sam bennett back on our podcast because he did go to universal studios before the season and i want to get his review so i he's my current favorite sam because he went to universal studios nice de- de- definitely uh and uh I, I for the listeners, I told jameson right before the show that i got my uh slytherin uh sweater on it's you do I, I, uh, it's, it's that time of, it's that time of year to bring some of the cold wear on. And I was able to, uh, to put this on just for, just for Jameson on the, on the show. So and there's, there's my Slytherin vans. I whipped them out of the closet. Oh, I did not know you had, I, I did not know that. I've you'd... never worn them because I don't want to ruin them, but they're my Slytherin vans. You got the Slytherin thing on the tongue right there. Wow. Someday I'll wear them. Hmm. But I've been sitting on them for uh, two years. I, I, I think that would be something that you would just wear to a game and then back home, but you wouldn't wear them. If like we just had on a Harry night Potter out. night, if we ever have a Harry Potter night at the Panthers, I'll, I'll, I'll whip them out. Oh, definitely. Uh, and I would, I, I would probably, I, I wore a green tie on Saturday, but I would wear the green tie, the, the mask um, for, oh, yeah. for sure. And anything, anything else that I could uh, think of. It is and, Harry Potter season though. Over the years, Christmas and Harry Potter have become very linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the castle show is just uh, a thing of beauty uh, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, as as far as actually going there during this time of season, it's just like not a big fan of crowds. I it's just like you're just like I, I, I'm going. I think I'm going on next trip is Christmas Day. I think I think we're gonna do presents. We're we're gonna be up in Vero Beach, so that's not that's only like an hour and fifteen away from Orlando. So I think we're gonna do presents. We're gonna get some you know hang with the family, and then I think me and my fiance are. Hitting, par- hitting up the parks for uh, for the night because it's always a great time. <laughs> B- best best of luck uh, dealing with that crowd for sure. And- oh, Christmas Day, there's not going to be a crazy crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, I'm calling my shot. I'm hoping this works out. I don't think there's going to be a crazy crowd on Christmas Day, but we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll see. I could and- be wrong. 
you 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 gotta you gotta you gotta provide people an update is like yes. whether you're right or wrong that's for sure but <laughs> um anyways jameson i want to thank you so much for coming on this episode of the locked on florida panthers podcast um i i know uh you are a well-known person around the florida panthers sphere but i i still at the end of the show i'm gonna ask you what i uh ask every single guest uh, mm-hmm. plug your stuff for for the listeners oh yeah you can find me on twitter at jamison coop lots of panthers updates there i'd say 90 percent panthers on my twitter account these days uh at jamison olive on instagram a lot of you know practice photos uh, interview photos things like that nothing too crazy a lot of memes as well as fans are used to um and right now if you're into gaming if you play nhl 22 we're having our first nhl 22 tournament coming up on sunday december 6th starting at 5 p.m. Let me confirm that. It's, it's December 6th, right? It's Sunday. December 5th, sorry. Sunday, December 5th, NHL 22, uh, NHL 22 tournament. It's on all four consoles, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, because the game's so spread out this year, so we got to make it spread out as well. Um, but first prize gets $100 credit to flateamshop.com and a custom Panthers jersey on each console and every participant is entered in a raffle to win an autographed Panthers puck. So even if you don't have the best skills in the world, you still have a chance to win something. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. Then after that, we're going to have bi-weekly tournaments as well. We're, we're really you know pumping up the game in this year, especially the NHL game. So rivalgames.com slash Panthers, go there, sign up this tournament, future tournaments, just get it on your radar. And uh, it's something I'm excited about. And it's really a, it's an area we're growing in here as well. So um, what am I forgetting? Oh, the territory talk podcast, speaking of podcasts, uh, floridapanthers.com slash podcast we do the territory talk podcast every wednesday me and uh, panthers radio broadcaster doug plagans we've been doing that for a couple of years now so if you're listening to this show you probably are aware of that show already so thank you for listening to both these shows because they're both great shows but every wednesday if you're not subscribed floridapanthers.com slash podcast yeah and if i tell people if you're not subscribed you're not if you're not subscribed to territory talk i think it's a little criminal that you're listening <laughs> you listen to this but you're not listening to that it, it that's just my uh personal opinion one thing i'll say is that you definitely uh, i've definitely seen an increase in panthers content recently outside of just the panthers and that's been awesome to see from your podcast and your work to you know a couple other podcasts i see a, you know, a couple blogs getting back up and going and obviously it's a credit to how well the team's playing but i think it's just awesome that you know the entire panthers sphere is getting bigger these days mm-hmm. and more people more people around uh town from when i when when i do come g- come back home to the region um as being somebody from dade county uh i i see it now more down south of, of sunrise more now um than than ever so that's a that's a good increase definitely in that region for sure definitely. So, so great great the the team winning it, it, it cures a lot of things and the, and it gets people talking for sure. But thank you once again, Jameson, and thank hope you. to have you back soon. Anytime. Thank you so much. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to listen to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Follow Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Summer Armando Velez. 
with Jamison Olive. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>